Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Wafa Saeed Irtiza, VP of Marketing at ACTO, an omni-channel education platform for life sciences. Wafa, hello. It's great to see you and great to have you on the show. Hello, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. So now you guys, as I just mentioned, you're marketing to the life sciences industry. So who specifically are you trying to connect with in a given account? Who are the, these decision makers? Yeah, so let's talk about the, the companies first. We're targeting and trying to connect with the pharma industry, the medical device mm -hmm. industry, dental industry. Those are the companies or the sub-industries that we are connecting with. And then the people that I'm looking to connect with are the people who are responsible for running education programs in their organizations. These education programs are focused on how internal stakeholders, such as the field force, which is sales reps and medical sales liaisons, how they learn about the drug or device that has been approved by uh, FDA or Health Canada, and how they're going to commercialize it into the market. So those are the people that I'm usually connecting with. These uh, people are in commercial learning and development departments, medical education departments, and uh, sales training departments. Okay. Like sales enablement, that sort of thing. Okay. Correct. All right. So, so these folks are getting a lot of emails from vendors, right? I'm sure there's a lot of interesting tech in this space around learning and development, definitely sales enablement, right? Like every day there's a new platform for that. So I imagine one of the challenges you face is just distinguishing yourself and cutting through all that stuff and getting them to pay attention to you. So, so what's your strategy there? How do you, how do you go about cutting through the noise? Yeah, great question. And you're right. This industry is, it's booming when it comes to the, the software and the capabilities that are now available to it because of the, the, you know, the growth in digitization, the growth in technology, and also the growth in SaaS. So there is a lot going on. There are several uh, companies offering unique solutions. What Acto does to sort of differentiate itself is, first of all, Acto is verticalized. It is made only for life sciences. The space that we're in, you, uh, you would have heard about a lot of different LMSs, sales enablement, coaching, sales readiness, sales excellence tools, also medical education tools. So what we have, you have those tools, but some of them, um, I'm sorry, let's ignoring the medical education tools, all these other LMSs and sales enablement tools are industry agnostic. They are offering solutions to various industries. So what they're able to do is offer a suite of solutions that cater to anyone. Our differentiator is that we are specifically focused for this industry that is highly regulated, that uh, requires every department to be heavily compliant. So all of the solutions and the capabilities we have is very intuitive to how in our case, educators need a platform to be to roll out their education programs. Because mm -hmm. our company is verticalized, that makes my marketing a little easier. <laughs> that makes my job a little easier because in the industry, people do prefer to have a more intuitive tool that, that gets a job done. It takes less time to think about a drug launch if those capabilities are already listed out versus if you were using a tool that wouldn't have that. 
Okay. So what have you learned over time about the specific people you're trying to connect to, the VP of sales enablement, the L&D leader, and so on, in this specific vertical? What have you learned about them that helps you create the, the kind of content that you need to, to do content marketing and to get awareness? Great question. Again, what I've learned about this, these, these professionals is that they are very progressive thinking. They are tech savvy. They are keeping up with the trends. So where they must roll out education programs, they are also keeping up with the new digital tools that are out there in the market to enable digitization in their organizations, to enable automation. So when we're having dialogues with these, with these professionals, it's a very, it's a very valuable conversation. It's, it's not that we're re-educating everyone um, and helping them understand what digitization is. It's having those very smart conversations about, okay, so how do we take it to the next level? And let's talk about the future more. Also, these professionals are very driven to the successes of their teams, and they're very driven for patient success. They are in life sciences for a reason. So there's that element in them, which is at the end of the day, everything that they're doing is to drive patient success. The right drug, the right device gets to the right patient at the right time. And all of these efforts are therefore designed to enable that and enable the people who are in the care continuum to achieve success faster. Okay, that makes total sense. And so knowing this helps you shape the content that you guys feature on your website and that you you know spread throughout the the internet and specifically you guys have a blog among other things and you have a mm -hmm. podcast so how yeah. do the blog and podcast sort of work together how do they complement each other yeah we started with the blog first and this is a blog that now has become a lot more robust before it was very one way marketing where we would just put out a blog you know speak about a concept and just let it be there. We weren't really trying to drive people to the blog as much as it was just there in case you happen to drop by our website. Now we're taking our content and offering it to our audiences because the content that is in these blogs is very educational. It's very much about the trends in the industry and keeping up with what to look forward to in the coming years, how digitization is changing, how artificial intelligence is developing, et cetera. So blog came first. Podcast came when we realized that it's not just our opinion that is what is needed in the industry. It's the collab, the one voice uh, opinion. So we started bringing on um, our customers. We started bringing on our advisors, our network, and let them talk in the podcast more than we did. And it's kind of just demonstrating to the audiences that what we're saying is because, or what we're doing is because of what people like this pharma trainer or this medical device trainer is looking for. And we found great success. We did pause those activities for this year because we have kind of rejigged our digital marketing activities. So a lot more is about to come in the, in the new year in 2022. But up until last year, as we were running these podcasts, working out great because it was not just our customers, but like I said, the industry speaking about what they need. And we weren't marketing actor. We were just talking about trends and pain points and solutions. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what works in the industry. I think it's transparency and then also really talking about everyone's pain points and coming to a solution. Gone are the days when any marketer can just talk about your capabilities or your product or your service. 
I think it's more about the why at the back end. It's more about the why. It's more about the future. So these these kind of dialogues really help. And how our blog and our um, podcast work together is that we also take that content and we put it in a blog format as well for anyone who wants to rather read than listen or watch because we also have a video of that podcast. So we're just enabling our content to be more accessible to the stakeholders. Okay. Okay, so it sounds like part of your podcasting strategy is to repurpose it as to generate a lot, a lot of other types of content, content for the blog, video content, and so on. So that seems like a pretty efficient mm-hmm. way of creating content. Yeah, because, I mean, the one thing we believe is that no two people are the same when it comes to learning. And if we're putting out, um, you know, important messages about the development and technology for education programs someone would like to watch a video about it, someone would like to listen to it, and someone would like to read about it. That's the premise of our product as well. What we design is based on the fact that people learn differently. So let's create an omni-channel experience where the same message is delivered, but it's delivered in various formats that suits various tastes and preferences. Okay, that's cool. It sounds like in a way you guys are sort of putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, you're helping your clients do omni-channel education and you're doing omni-channel education through your blog and podcast and, and other channels. Yeah, I think it comes from the it comes from the notion of single source of truth, right? Everyone wants to get to the bottom of it. Everyone wants to know the truth and consistency really does earn trust. So if you're consistently talking about a certain standard, a certain value prop, a certain message, it, it, it really does help your audiences feel that, yes, this is what they mean to do and this is what their agenda or their purpose is. If you put too many things in your messaging, I think it confuses audiences a lot, especially this day and age, especially when we have digital marketing channels as well as uh, physical marketing channels you know, bottom of the line, top of the line, you have so many different channels of marketing now. You don't want to create that clutter. You're already in the clutter, right? Yeah, You're already right. in the world of advertising and marketing. So you don't want to create more clutter. You want to, right, you want to cut through the clutter and be clear, right? Yeah. So yeah. now most companies have a blog, right? It's just ubiquitous these days. But having a podcast is still kind of new. So what would be your advice for a company that's looking around saying, hmm, podcasting, maybe we should do that, but but they're not sure they're on the fence. What would your advice be? I would say keep it simple. Don't worry about um, it going right the first time. Your intentions are that you're going to speak the truth about your services or your product. Just put your voice out there and also have someone who is not your who is not your employee, but actually your customer or your champion or your ambassador to speak about what you have to offer. Let the audiences see it from that person's perspective rather than yours. First of all, because the audience might be able to relate to that person. If, you know, if someone is, if someone is a sales rep and if they hear another sales rep, they'll, they'll relate to that more versus you who might be um, a service provider for sales reps, but you may not have walked in their shoes necessarily. Mm-hmm. So let, you know, be the host, make, make your podcast available to everyone in every form that you can, but let, let the, let your network speak more Mm -hmm. is my suggestion. Right. So it sounds like let the podcast be a platform to shine the spotlight on other people in your industry rather than only shining it on yourself 
who have succeeded and have yeah. something valuable to share with others. Yeah. And of course, bonus points if they have succeeded because of you or because of your product or solution. Right. Bonus points. But but that's not, yeah. you're not trying to sell people on the podcast. You're trying to educate people. At least from an actor's angle, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying yeah. to really just educate the industry. There's a lot to be done. And we're asked, that's the thing about life sciences. Everyone's really passionate about the one thing, the patient success. It's a very human, raw feeling to be a raw goal, I guess, to have that. So, you know, trends are changing. Digitization, again, technology has developed so fast and there's so much going on. I think right now there's a responsibility for every technology company to be offering that, to be offering that knowledge base, not just keeping it to themselves. If you want, if you want the industry to be progressive and you want people in the industry to succeed, you're going to need to help them know what you know. Absolutely. So final thoughts, what's something you've learned over the past couple of years about audience engagement that you can share with our listeners? Um, I think I used to think that, okay, it's always something new that people like, you know, there's, there was, there, 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 when apps came out, people started doing a lot of content marketing through apps. And that was a big thing. You know, LinkedIn, for example, started doing blogs and that became really interesting for industry professionals to read blogs in that platform. I always used to think that it's the new thing that your audiences are interested in. It's, yes, it's true. A new media is always going to be interesting, but they'll always come back to your truth, your, the transparency that you have to offer, your truth. And therefore, you don't always have to spend money on the new media you just have to make sure that you're consistently delivering quality on the medias that you are working on, the ones that you have adopted. And um, really really stick to your plan and establish those fundamentals, establish those channels, and then start looking into new ones. I think as a marketer, we, we as marketers, we tend to get a little um, cross-eyed by looking at all these new opportunities <laughs> And we spend our budgets in all these new opportunities and uh, sometimes even gimmicks. But really, it does come down to quality. And if your content is strong, if your story is strong, then the channel that you're delivering it on can get stronger if you just put more effort into it. Absolutely. Great advice. Love that. Well, Wafa, thank you so much for sharing that, sharing all those great insights. Really enjoyed our conversation. Jeremy, thank you so much. Okay, perfect. I'll stop. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged. <laughs>